Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. We are back, <laughs> my friends, and the best news of the night. You heard the old intro. That means we're bringing back our old friend, CG Nasty's back in the building. With Woo! What? What's up, man? What? Nothing much, Steve. Just uh, chilling out, having a good time. We're glad to have you back, Boomer. Welcome back. This is the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. As always, is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. It's the only place I trust. We got the fastest payouts in the business, the best action in the business. And if you sign up now, they're still offering you some free action. Go check them out. MyBookie.ag. Promo code Deep Fried, all caps. So, my friends, NFL tonight. Kansas City Woo! Chiefs, New England Patriots. Week one of the NFL. Week two of the college football season, we are all over the place tonight. We got two terrific interviews. Uh, we got Brad Crawford from 24-7 Sports joining us. And we got uh, Bet Lab Sports. Travis from Bet Lab Sports is coming in. He's got some analytical systems for you to get mm-hmm. your gambling up to the next level. Like I said, Boomer's here. CG Nasty's here. The gang is back. It's great to be back, my friends. God, I'm excited. Week two college football season week one nfl season mm-hmm. uh last week we were college football heavy uh not hot not so hot for me uh blade did not do good four and well let's not get carried away where uh y'all are not hot i'm still hot i'm growing my hair out look pretty good he does look good looking good yeah. man yep. <laughs> got that donald trump rocket i hear you man yep. you pulled off better than anybody this time in mississippi <laughs> river i'll tell you that that's right. Yeah, never, never heard a true word spoken. So uh, four and nine. I'm not growing my hair out. Uh, eight and ten on the year for me after Ugh. that pathetic performance last weekend. Boomer, quite the opposite though. Nine and four. Hell of a weekend. Twelve and six on the year. So uh, the T is yours, Boom. How'd you How'd you do it, man? Oh man, just uh, you know, it, it was a great little uh, great little warm up Saturday. Got to stretch out a little bit, and uh, you know, I feel like I'm in uh, pretty good working order heading into overreaction Saturday this weekend. Always the easiest weekend to predict. It is every week year. Two is, I mean, I'm just salivating always at this week. Um, this is where you got to make the money to lose in weeks seven and eight. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is money making prime time weekend. Uh, obviously, we don't have anything for Collier, but we're gonna get some numbers for him tonight. Lots of winners, I feel like. Uh, but yeah, tonight, just kind of an overview, we're going to get to week two of the college football season. We're going to hit week one of the NFL. Like I said, we got some terrific interviews. We're going to hit all the big games, the Sunday nighter, the Monday nighters, uh, some Thursday night games. No Thursday night college action this week, which uh, well, I think actually Utah State plays someone like Idaho State. Uh, but, you know, you're probably not going to gamble on that, hopefully. Uh, maybe not. Which, you know, we say that. We'll probably have it on. We'll have it going. Um, but first off, you know, week two, college football season. Let's uh, let's get our interview with Brad Crawford from 24-7 Sports here. What's he got to say about week two? 
All right, folks, we'd like to welcome Brad Crawford uh, to the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Brad comes from uh, 24-7 Sports, uh, CBS Sports. You can find him on Twitter at Brad uh, B. Crawford 24-7. Brad, how you doing this evening? Thanks for having me, man. I'm, uh, I'm pretty hot right now after week one, so I'm, I'm ready to get to it for week two. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, you had quite the sex, uh, successful Saturday. Uh, it's good, good to get the season started back, right? Yeah, I went eight and three. Um, I was I was seven and two heading into the um, Tennessee Georgia Tech game. Um, I actually took a extended money line on that game and had Tennessee by seven and a half. When I realized I was losing that in the third quarter, um, I took Tennessee plus six and a half when they were down twenty eight to fourteen. So I uh, won some of that money back. So I'm nice. happy. Yeah, it was. Uh... I, I wouldn't have. I was too afraid to get in the middle of that one. That was one of the few games I didn't get in the middle of all weekend. But I just wasn't sure if Tennessee was going to be able to figure it out, and didn't look like they ever did. But it didn't matter in the end because uh, they were able to pull it out somehow, some way. Yeah, you know they they had a lot of good athletes. The uh, first two drives, Georgia Tech, I think had two three and outs, and I felt pretty good about it. But um, Tennessee's first year quarterback, you know Quentin Dormady, um, didn't didn't have a very good first three quarters. Um, Tennessee finally got a stop late with that forced fumble, so I'm um, able to force overtime, and then, of course, got two-point conversion. So that was a pretty big win for the Vols, and most notably, Bush Jones, he uh, needed that one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, so week one over, um, great week of football. Um, you know, some of the earlier games weren't the best, and then that Alabama-Florida State game, I think it's safe to say, didn't exactly live up to the hype, but – we got saved a little bit on Sunday and Monday. Uh, so what were some of your initial thoughts coming out of the weekend? Yeah, man, one of, one of my biggest takeaways was um, I was surprised Tom Herman laid an egg in his debut at Texas. Uh, Maryland came in, I think, a 19-point underdog, mm-hmm. uh, won that game outright 51-41. Um, nobody expected the Turks to put a 50-piece in, um, inside that stadium there in Austin. Um, and then, of course, Josh Rosen's comeback. Um, I actually was, had that game in play, too. Of one of my losses, I had uh, UCLA minus four, down down 44-10. I almost turned it off, um, 44-17, and then you know the the wheels uh, came off for Texas A&M. You know they had that drop pick led led to a touchdown, and then Rose is in the fourth quarter. I mean he really really probably helped his NFL draft stock. There's oh, a sure. few guys he's battling right now, but um, that that comeback win for UCLA, uh, very big for Jim Mora and. Um, very bad for Kevin Sumlin. Yeah, how bad is it for Sumlin right now? You know, um, a lot of us media folks thought that you know he he might be fired after the game. It was it was that bad, um, that bad a loss. But I think the AD um, he he kind of clearly set out um, Sumlin's expectation before the season. A and M's I think had four consecutive eight and fives, and that's just not going to get it done. So now you know starting the season zero and one against a team that probably should have beat. Um, no room for error for Kevin Sumlin here on out. Right. So, you know, I know this year is the first year the uh, the early signing period starts. Do you think that's going to affect some of the, the head coaching high or firing in the midseason? Uh, possibly so. You know, uh, it's a it's a very big move by the CAA. And something even bigger, you know, they're, they're talking about now is is amending the transfer rule, you know, being that um, any Division One guy who leads the program, uh, he'll be eligible immediately playing somewhere else that that's that's even bigger in my opinion yeah um i think the early signing period um you know it it doesn't hurt the kids who are four and five star guys but the two and three star guys who who might might wait to uh sign an offer sheet 
um, that's going to hurt them if that offer is no longer available. Yep, I agree. Um, so, you know, I think Texas A&M was obviously one of the main concerns. Um, that was a rough look for them. Who was another team that, you know, you mentioned Texas. You know, what was another thing that you saw that you would be worried about if you were a fan base? Yeah, I think right now USF, um, someone asked me, I think on ESPN before the season, you know, what's a, what's a non-Power 5 team or a team outside the top 15 I thought could maybe make a playoff run. Um, UCF was a team, USF, excuse me, was a team that I thought could maybe, you know, run the table with Quentin Flowers and Charlie Strong there. But they're, they're 2-0 right now, but they really have not passed the eye test. And, and playing in the American Athletics, you know, they're, they're going to have to not only go unbeaten, but they're going to have to impress as well. And so far, they just haven't done that. Um, one team I was surprised at was um, South Carolina. I, I, I did have the Gamecocks on the money line against NC State, but um, – did not think they would look that good doing it. You know, Jake Bentley had three touchdown passes. Right. And he's really emerged as, um, you know, maybe the SEC's best quarterback after week one. Yeah, this was something I was going to ask you a little later on, but I'll get to it now. You know, South Carolina, big win, and then they got a big game this weekend against Missouri. You know, with the way Florida looked and, you know, Georgia's got some quarterback struggles, do you think South Carolina could creep up in that SEC East talk? Well, you know, they're, they're a team that, that I had 8-4 and four before the season, which is probably about two games better than, than uh, most analysts last year. Um, I thought Muschamp could, could get those guys to a bowl. I think I read somewhere where they were, they were projected 3-9, and 4-8. and eight. Um, I had them 6-6 six and six last year. That's what they finished, and this year I had them 8-4. and four. So um, right now, you know, they're, they're right where, where I expected. Um, this week's game, in my opinion, is a, a different animal. Um, Mizzou's two-and-a-half-point favorite. That that's one of my rock of the weeks. Actually, I'm I'm taking the Tigers on that one. You know, I've I've watched Gamecock football for almost two decades now, and um, SEC road games, man, for this program for whatever reason are very tough. Uh, Gamecocks okay. have lost uh, 12 of the last 14 games, true road games. Uh, Jake Bentley has yet to win a game away from Williams Bryce Stadium um, in a true road atmosphere. So. Uh, Mizzou's looking to go 2-0 Saturday night. See, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's definitely one of those games, you know, if I'm looking at the board, I would have seen South Carolina that would have jumped out at me, but now i got to, definitely got to think twice about that. Yeah. Um, I'll, and, and I'll say this, too. The, the, the public's probably going to lean heavy on the over on that game. I think it's 74 right now. Oh, wow. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really judge uh, too much on, on going, going over on that based on the week one performances. And, you know, teams – Teams make their biggest change every year between week one and week two. Um, Gamecocks do not play the kind of man-to-man defense that Missouri State played last week. You know, I, I, don't, I don't see Drew Locke throwing seven touchdown passes again. Um, Will Muschamp kind of has a bend-but-don't-break philosophy. You know, right. he, he kind of plays seven or eight yards off the line of scrimmage. So Mizzou's not going to have, you know, 60- and 70-yard touchdowns. That's going to result in a lot of points. Okay. So um, you mentioned that game. You know, some of the bigger games got to Auburn, Clemson, Oklahoma, Oklahoma or Ohio State, Notre Dame, Georgia. What uh, oh, yeah. what are some games that you're really looking at this weekend that, that get you excited? Maybe not some of those big games, but some of those off-the-board games a little bit. Yeah, uh, Louisville-UNC is a big game, in my opinion, um, especially for uh, Larry Fedora and Tar Heels. You know, last week they kind of laid a stinker against Cal. Right. Um, Two-touchdown favorite, and they just did not play well. Brandon Harris, the five-star transfer from LSU, um, as you know about him in SEC country, um, really, really did not play well. I think he completed five or 15 balls uh, uh, through two picks. Um, you know, they were – Larry Fedora was, was going with a two-quarterback set the entire time, but um, he didn't look good. And 
and then Louisville um, really had to struggle to win at Purdue. Purdue's a decent team, not a great team, but Lamar Jackson, um, you know, three more touchdowns, 400 and I think it was 35 yards total offense. So this is a game Saturday in Chapel Hill, a big game for both teams, ACC opener both teams. I think right now the, the line was Louisville minus 10. If you if you got Louisville minus 6 when it opened, that was probably a lot. Minus 10, I'm, I'm a little bit leery of. Okay. All right, so you gave us that, and then we talked a little bit about the South Carolina game. You know, what are some of your favorite games, um, gambling-wise, this weekend? Yeah, man, those, those three primetime games Saturday night are certainly ones I'm going to be watching. You know, in addition to South Carolina, Mizzou at, at seven Eastern. You know, we we've got three more games, four more if you're including uh, Stanford, USC. But um, starting with starting with Clemson, Auburn um, matchup of very two very good teams. Um, I actually had Auburn finish in third in the West in my preseason predictions. I like LSU a little bit more. I, I'm, I'm not quite sold yet on Jarrett Stidham. Um, a lot of the summer hype uh, revolving around him, you know, we, we're basing that on, on three career starts two well, years ago at Baylor. Thank you, um, yes. There, you know, there's, there's been a lot of football played um, since then, man, that the, we have not seen him. Um, first true test. And, you know, this, this is a big game for Dabo. Um, I did not see Clemson as a return candidate to the Final Four this year, but after uh, Florida State lost DeAndre Francois, you know, for the season against Bama, there's pretty much a yellow big road for Clemson. Um, win this game, and then probably win win ten of their final eleven, and and they're going to be in the playoffs. So, um, very big game both teams. Uh, Clemson uh, quarterback Kelly Bryant's making his first start against a very good um, Auburn team. So. Um, Line right now is Clemson minus six. Clemson's I think has won nine of their last ten um, home games at night. I'd probably get the edge of the Tigers in that one. Okay, so uh, you got that one. You mentioned that Oklahoma uh, Ohio State game. You got a lean in that. Yeah, yeah, another very good game. Um, if that line gets gets under seven, I'm probably taking Ohio State. Right now at seven and a half, I don't I don't like that half a point. You no. know, I, I've been burned plenty of times. Um, as we all have on that one. But um, I think the public is probably going to sell Ohio State a little bit short uh, based on their, their first half against Indiana uh, last Thursday night. They did not look good then. But um, second half was, was, you know, the true Buckeye speed. They really showed it. Um, very tough game for Oklahoma. You, you know, you, you can probably buy into the revenge factor a little bit. But um, outside of Baker Mayfield, you know, there's a lot of um, kind of no-name guys on Oklahoma who have yet to prove themselves. And, First big road environment. I, I, I certainly lean Ohio State, but um, seven and a half is a lot. And then the other night game, uh, Notre Dame Georgia. Um, Notre Dame. I, I was I was hoping they, they'd be underdog in this game. Um, the, the first summer line that came out was Georgia by three, and I would have, you know, pounded the Irish on the money line. But um, this game right now, I think, is four and a half Notre Dame. I think they cover based on uh, Georgia's uh, freshman quarterback Jake Fromm making his first start. That's a, that's a heck of a task, man, going into South Bend at night and trying to win. Right, yeah. And you got Fromm making his first start. And like you said, you know, Ohio, uh, Oklahoma first road game. And that's something nobody's talked about really that I've heard much of. You know, Lincoln Riley, this is his first road game away from Norman as a head coach. And totally. he gets to go totally. to Ohio State. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it'll be and, interesting and, to see. Right, and it's, it's Ohio State's home opener too. Let's not forget that. You know, last, last time out, they did not play that great defensively. Uh, Denzel Ward, you know, everybody's shoe-in first-round pick. Um, 
He got flat out burned by by Simi Cobb several times. But uh, this this is a game I think uh, Ohio State. You know, this is sort of a barometer game for them. Um, certainly going to solidify that that number two seed behind Bama if they win this one. Yeah. So Legault looked really good for Indiana in the first half last week. Do yep. you think that's more? You know, just kind of early season, first half, or is Ohio State secondary something that you kind of got to watch out for? Because I know there's a lot of new faces back there. Yeah, I think flat out in the first half, man, um, Urban Meyer just got out coached. Um, I think Indiana's coach had a very good game plan to start things off. And, and then you kind of saw in the third quarter after the Buckeyes scored those two quick, you know, third quarter touchdowns to, to regain the lead, you know, Indiana sort of, uh, sort of entered panic mode. And against Ohio State, that, that leads to sacks and turnovers and, you know, a, a sizable disadvantage. So um, I thought the first half, Indiana had a very good game plan. And the second half, you know, the, the real Ohio State showed up, you know, the, the one that got 12 or 15 first-place votes in that first eight people. Yep. All right, well, we'll get you out of here on this one. Um, give us a team heading into the next couple weeks that, that you're going to be looking to back that a lot of people might not be talking about. Um. I think outside of Saturday night, South Carolina is going to be a a pretty good bet from here on out. You yeah. know, there there's there's 11 games left. They're they're probably going to be an underdog in probably nine of those games. I think Louisiana Tech and I want to say Wofford in November are really going to be the only games, man, where they're favored. Um, next weekend they 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 do play Kentucky at home, so that, that's that's probably a favorite game too. But they've got a road game coming up at Tennessee. They they go to A and M. You know, no one knows. Where the Aggies are going to be in three weeks, they they have to go to Georgia. They play Florida at home, play Clemson at home. Um, that's going to be a team that, with a very good quarterback, um, that's one that you should watch out for. I I don't think Will Muschamp's defense right now is any kind of um, SEC's title worthy. But when when I'm picking games and, and you know when when I'm getting seven or eight points at the Gamecocks, um, you you look at quarterback play, and as long as Jake Bentley stays healthy. Um, they're going to be a tough out. Yeah, I agree. I like South Carolina a lot going forward, too. All right, Brad. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Again, Brad Crawford from uh, 24-7 Sports, CBS Sports. You can find him on Twitter at bcrawford247. Y'all got check him out on Twitter. He was throwing out some picks last week, killing it. Started out 4-0, am I right? Yeah, man. I started out 4-0 in the noon games. I think afternoon I won one. Um, I should have put more on Bama. I went I went 2-0 Bama. I, I had them first quarter minus half a point. They were up 3 nothing. And then I had them, you know, you know, for the game minus eight. Um, I should have, uh, I should have parlayed them though. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they look pretty good defensive wise. We'll see about the offense going forward, but I think that'll be something that'll improve. But again, Brad, thanks so much for joining him. Y'all go check him out. Thanks a lot, man. Brad, thanks again for joining us on the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Y'all go check him out. Uh, excited to see how he does week two. Some of those picks. Um, like I said, heavy action this weekend, week one, kind of an appetizer. Really, the biggest, quote-unquote, the biggest game on the schedule was that Alabama-Florida State game. Kind of a, a letdown in terms of on-field action. I think me and Boomer both hit that game, though. Um, <clears throat> so we got some winners there. That was good. But, you know, a lot of – let's talk about that week or that Sunday night. We were all together. We had our fantasy draft, um, and we watched that game. And I don't really, I really don't think I've ever seen anyone as excited in my life as Boomer was to watch his boy Josh Broson come back and take the crown out at the Rose Bowl. Tell us about it. Oh man, it was it was stuff of miracles, you know. Down what was it, forty forty two to ten at one point, just 
totally. It was uh, 44. Yeah, thank you for that. He was totally unconscious. I was about to be unconscious from uh, the long day of libation that had proceeded, uh, which encouraged me to go ahead and lay down a uh, live money line bet in the middle of that comeback, which, you know, hey, sometimes it pays, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, get you paid all the same. Yeah. So uh, how hot are we talking? Uh, Josh Rosen's like uh, in the backyard with a bunch of chicks in the hot tub just blasting cigs. Well, I mean, I already talked about it earlier in the season. The dude, okay. you know, he he just has some kind of chemistry mm-hmm. with life right now, and uh, he's manipulating it any way he wants to. He decided to have the uh, second largest comeback in college football history for the boys. You know, there's not that much college football on Sunday, and he was like, you know what, I'm going to give give a little something out to the fans, you know. Yep. It's out for the boys. So yeah, that, it, it's that, great. It was very, very much appreciated, bro. That comeback almost uh, that almost beat uh, Florida State's comeback against Auburn in uh, 2013. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, well, I tell you what, it almost it also almost did all it also almost dropped my pants off. It did. I mean, watching him watch that game was more exciting than watching the game its actual self. I mean, I don't how he's able to join us, how he has a voice right now. I honestly, don't know. Uh, yeah, hell of a game. Rosen, man, he's uh, he's doing things. But, yeah, we're officially on Kevin Sumlin watch the rest of the year. As of this recording, uh, he has not been fired. I couldn't tell you why. Um, if I was the AD, I would have pulled a Lane Kiffin, and he would not have gotten on the plane. That's me. Uh, Sumlin still has a job. We'll watch that the rest of the year. Um, Monday night provided some good action, too, uh, that Tennessee-Georgia Tech game. Kind of a weird game. Uh, one thing, though, if you can run the ball, we're uh, we're taking the over in every Tennessee game, right? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And uh, we're taking the over mm-hmm. on number four's rushing yards as well. Yeah. Uh, God, that kid, yeah, he, he had a heck of a second half. Uh, it was an entertaining game. Great start to the college football season, but week two is where it's at in terms of big-name matchups. Let's go ahead and get it right out of the gate, boys. Let's Auburn, get it. Auburn travels to Death Valley. Tigers are going to win Saturday night. We know that much. Uh, but there's going to be the Auburn or the Clemson Tigers. Auburn, five-and-a-half-point dogs on the road in Death Valley Saturday night. We'll start with our resident, Barner Boomer. What are you looking at in this game? Well, I mean, there's a few different things to look at. Obviously, both teams played no names last weekend. Nice little tune-up, although Auburn lost, uh, in my opinion, their best player, unfortunately, at least for this game. You go back to the beginning of last year, two teams played in Auburn. Auburn was significantly worse than they are this year. They had a worse defense, worse quarterback, worse all-around skill talent, and lost by four. Going into this game, they're playing in Clemson, not much of a difference. But they're getting five and a half and have a hell of a lot better team this year, have a quarterback. It's going to be very – defensively driven on both sides. Clemson's offense is still, you know, I, I'm not impressed by them. They beat the SCLSU Mud Dogs last week by 59. But other than that, I mean, I think you got to go with Auburn. This is a field goal game, at, at the very least a field goal game. I'm probably going to be taking the money line for Auburn. Uh, last time I looked, I believe it was around plus 180. Gross. So, I, yeah, very, uh, very confident in uh, in Auburn this weekend. Carl, you're something tells me you're not taking the money line. What about the spread? Yeah, I'm not taking any money lines in this game, but I am looking forward to this defensive battle. 
for some reason, both offenses are getting a lot of hype. But I think both defenses are going to shut it down. Um, obviously, losing to Sean Watson's a big deal. And uh, I'm not sold on Sidham yet. He looked kind of shaky in that first half. Yeah, Didn't watch the second half. But, I, got, I mean, I'm still going to say Auburn plus 5.5 because, you know, why not? It's early in the season. Both teams haven't played a damn soul. And I think these defenses are going to keep it close. Yeah, um, I think in terms of spread, it will make it a trifecta here. Uh, I don't love the pick. I think Clemson's going to be really good towards the end of the season. Kelly Bryant will figure some things out. So, I think they can get by this weekend. And then with Francois going out, you know, they'll drop a game probably um, This is because they're Clemson. But, I mean, I think, yeah, they could get the hype train really going again. But – it might not just take off from the station this weekend. I think they'll squeak by Auburn. I like the under a lot in this game. It's 53 and a half, 54, somewhere in there. You can shop it a little bit. Um, I can I can see like, a, I don't know, 24-20 game in this one. I think that's very reasonable. So, yeah, if I had to pick a side in terms of spread, taking the barn, but uh, in terms of over-under, love the under in this game. So, I think I'm giving that out as my official pick, under 54. And next up. We are going up to touchdown Jesus. Georgia mm-hmm. taking on Notre Dame. Georgia, as of now, this this line has fluctuated a lot. Um, it's a little bit all over the place. I mean, nothing too crazy. But right now, I'm seeing Georgia five. Uh, they're getting five on the road. They lost Eason. He's not going to play. Honestly, I don't think there's too much of a drop-off between him and Fromm. Um, I mean, Fromm. I don't know, probably the only person in the world that watched QB1, this Go90, that Peter Berg show uh, documentary type thing where they followed a bunch of high school quarterbacks around. And Fromm was one of them. I mean, he's impressive. He's really good. I, you know, I, I think that people are overvaluing the quarterback drop-off too much. But either way, I hate to do it, but I, I like Notre Dame in this one. I know 4-8 and eight last year, and I think that's going to deter some of the public. Georgia, Kirby might get that program going – I'm still not just 100% sold that he's, you know, the next Nick Saban or anything like that. But and I hate taking Brian. I hate siding with Brian Kelly. But he's one of those, if he can, he's going to cover the spread just because he's an arrogant asshole. And he's going to try to get that stink of the 4-8 and eight season out of the way real quick. I think going to 2-0 and oh against a good Georgia team would be a good way to do it. So, give me the Irish in this one, Boomer. Yeah, I mean, this one is just – Probably the hardest game of the weekend. I'm more than likely not going to be betting on it unless I have one too many uh, handmade Texas drinks. Which is, uh, let's just be honest, if we're uh, taking the over-under or the odds, the odds that you do that are probably minus 250. Well, you know, I mean, it depends on on where it's it's being held. If it's on the top shelf or the bottom shelf. But, I mean, on this, in this case, I agree with you, Easton and Fromm are not much of a difference. Uh, problem is, is Notre Dame's defense really, I'm very skeptical about. I mean, they beat a Temple team who was good last year, but, I mean, how good are they really this year, especially offensively? I, I think that the game the game is definitely bigger for Georgia going up there and kind of playing there for the first time and, be in that kind of stadium. I I really like Georgia's defense. I think that I mean it's it's a toss up for me. I, I'll I'll go ahead and take the points 
because I always do that whenever I just want to blindly guess on a game. So give me Georgia plus five. Okay. Uh, Kyrie, where are you rolling with in this one? Oh, dude, give me the dogs. It's dogs versus some Irish head fuck. So uh, I take the best mascot every single game. Okay. Give me UGA plus five. That's, uh, that's one way to look at it. So we got Georgia. Yeah. For Boomer, Georgia for Collier, and I'm the only one rolling with the Irish here. Don't love it, but that's what you got to do sometimes. Next up, we have another great Saturday night matchup on paper. Oklahoma, seven-point dog going to the horseshoe against Ohio State. Collier, where you got this one at? Oh, huge mismatch. I'm going to take Ohio State minus seven. Last year, I was pretty excited about this game, and then all of a sudden, it was a big fucking dud. So, uh, just go ahead and lock it in Ohio State by 40. Uh, Oklahoma sucks. Oh, they suck now. Yeah, they okay. suck. Okay. Well, that's, uh, that's one way to look at it. Call your Bayless over here. Skip Gullhorn. Uh, Boomer, what do you got? Well, I'm, I'm running back to my old man crush at Baker Mayfield on this game. Oh, so hot. I think, uh, I, I think I don't love the coaching matchup, uh, as in the youngest coach ever to coach college football going against old heartthrob himself, Urban Meyer. And uh, that, that has me worried. That's why you're getting the seven points. That's the only reason you're getting the seven points. I think Ohio State got lucky in covering last week against Indiana, which that game seems like it was about six months ago now after everything that happened on Saturday and Sunday. Really but, I mean, you know – they they had a, a landslide happen in the fourth quarter. That's the only reason they beat a very average Indiana team. I think that Oklahoma goes in there, om, I mean, almost neck and neck with them. I'm not a JT Barrett guy at all. I think he had his best season three years ago. Ohio State's defense is very good, but not on the back end. I think that Baker Mayfield is going to find some holes open up, and it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think I – think, I, I like the money line for Oklahoma, but, uh, I mean, I'm going to definitely take the seven in this one. Okay. So, you're taking seven Oklahoma. Collier is uh, on Ohio State. I'm rolling with Collier in this one. Um, kind of surprised Woo. myself by doing it. But, uh, I think I think this might be a little bit of an overreaction to that first half against Ohio State – or against Indiana for Ohio State. I mean, say they come out and they do what they did the first half – or the second half the first half. It was probably a ten point spread, and I think that might have been a little bit more of a case of let's let's take it a little bit to get Ohio State going. And it's something and I see. I, I'm thinking that the overreaction coming on Ohio State, judging by just what the end score was with the with the public perception of mm-hmm. how Man. they beat a Indiana team that was relative. I mean, a hell of a lot better than UTEP, who might be the third worst team in that Division One. No, man, uh, everybody was asleep for that second half uh, because the game took four and a half hours, or probably longer than that, actually. But, no, I'm, I'm rolling with uh, Ohio State here. That's something I brought up with the interview with Brad, and you kind of hit on a little bit, Boomer. Nobody's talking about the fact that Lincoln Riley is in his second game ever as a head coach and has to go to Ohio State. I mean, I know that he's young, composed, whatever, poised. Like, they like him a lot, but – you kind of got to get up there and you look across the field and you see Urban Meyer, national champ- multiple national championship winning coach. You have coached approximately 60 minutes in your life as a head coach and on the college football level. I think you could panic a little bit, but either way, 
Last year, this game was a blowout. Oklahoma came back a little bit towards the end, but I mean, Ohio State went there and beat the hell out of them at in Norman. Um, Oklahoma has lost a lot since then. Ohio State lost a few guys in the secondary, but for the most part, just returned a bunch of inexperienced guys from that game. I'm not ready to call it a route, but I think Ohio State takes this one by two scores at least. Um, since we have since we have uh, started doing this, the line has gone to seven and a half. Okay. Doesn't matter, dude. We took it at seven, so uh, we freaking locked it in, bro. <laughs> That's right. We locked it I'm in. Just, I'm just throwing it out there for the, for the people that can now go place their bets. No, we're, we're, seven and a half. we're moving the line right now. Like, us talking about it is moving the line towards Ohio State. Yeah. That's all. Well, I, I agree with you on Lincoln Riley. I mean, it, it, he's not going to win the in-game coaching, but I think that he's obviously working with Bob Stoops all week on this game, and he'll have a good game plan going into it. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to take the experience of Urban Meyer and uh, the team who beat the hell out of the other team last year. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Could Lincoln Riley be the new Lane Kiffin? Uh, I don't know about that, man. I think we already have a – I don't know. The youngest coach of all time getting a job he shouldn't have. I mean, that's fair. Speaking of Lane Kiffin, he's doing he's doing really well. It looks like. <laughs> Good in Lord, life. let's hit on that for a minute. That was going to be something I brought up. I'm glad you did, Boomer. Um, my God, that was. Woo. Like, if you don't know what we're talking about, I mean, just go type in Lane. It Kiffin, looks like he's F-A-U been doing now. garbage. <laughs> it looks like he's been doing garbage bag, slap the bag, yeah. funnels for the yeah. past seven days. And if you don't know what a garbage bag funnel is, then go look it up on YouTube. He has definitely uh, participated in the Tour de Franzia this offseason. That's all we'll say. Um, hey, uh, are we going over or under how many drinks he has before the next game? Uh, maybe like 12? Over. Let's just say that Lane Kiffin got yellow hammered at his uh, local <laughs> fantasy draft this weekend. Yeah, right? he did. And also probably two hours before the game. Right. It looked yeah. rough. Uh, Fort Atlantic didn't look good, but Lane Kiffin, definite loser in that situation. So let's let's go ahead and talk about one of Lane Kiffin's former teams, USC home against Stanford. Six, six and a half, somewhere in there. USC's a favorite. Did not look great against Western Michigan. Still somehow almost covered. Uh, did not, though. Props to Boomer. That was his lock of the week last week. I had it in the vault. Uh, that one looked like a pretty easy one from the distance. Turned out to be all right. Uh, USC, home game, Stanford. They usually don't play Stanford good, especially in the early on in the season. And that's usually when they catch them. Boomer, who you got in this game? I absolutely love Stanford in this yep. spot, getting the six and a half. I, if it wasn't already a game we were giving out, I would probably put it in my vault. Uh, like I said, very first podcast, I think USC is overrated. They kind of showed that a little bit last weekend. I mean, they obviously weren't pumped up to play Western Michigan, but they, I mean, they were just lethargic for the first three quarters. Stanford has had two weeks to prepare for this game. Obviously, they are very undervalued going into the season. They could possibly be a dark horse to win the Pac-12. Um, David Shaw, obviously, going to have everybody discipline, running game solid. USC's defense just did not look great last week oh. whatsoever. So I think that I think this game definitely stays close, and I think that Stanford has a solid chance to straight up win. 
Yeah, I like Stanford in this one too. Only thing that scares the hell out of me, the public is all over Stanford, and generally the public generally the public does not pick an underdog very well. So that would be my only trepidation. But you know, I said from the get go, said it with some of my write ups. I, I think USC is going 0-3 against the spread to start the year, and they might drop one outright. Texas game not looking so rosy, but public will overreact to that a little bit. Um, yeah, Stanford could come in and win this game. That's what they do. I mean, you're right. They were two weeks to prepare. I'd forgotten all about that, and they had that week in Australia. Some of that might have been prepared, or you know, some of that time might have been overcoming jet lag. But yeah, give me the Cardinal on this one, Carter. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'll go ahead and take Stanford too. Little hot take dropping right here. Uh, I think Stanford goes thirteen and zero, makes the playoff. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, dude. They're looking pretty hot right now. So we're taking. I, I will. I'll add in this that the line movement doesn't make sense, and usually when the line movement doesn't make sense, I'll go the opposite way of what I feel. And this is just a purely looking on the field and watching both teams play right here. Yeah. If this is what, yeah, I'm with you because it is a weird line. It is a weird line movement. What all is going on or not really going on that much, I don't know. Uh, I don't love it, but, you know, I'm sticking with my guns at Stanford and fading USC because I don't think they're very good either. I mean, they're good, but I don't think they're top five good yet. they got to earn that towards the end of the season. We'll see. Uh, Stanford, USC, that's Saturday night. So that's all the scheduled college football games we have for you this week. Again, we got to give the NFL some love. It's back after a long hiatus. Brady and the boys tonight, Gronk Spike, is back. Thursdays <laughs> are for the Patriots. Uh, the Chiefs rolling in Thursday night football. The line started at 7. It's up to 9. Uh, you know the public's going to be back in the Pats, Super Bowl champs. Um, over under – Minutes total, Roger Goodell is booed during this game, 19 and a half. <laughs> Does he have the rocks to actually show up there? Oh, he's there. He's Yeah, he's going. He will be Did, hey, did y'all know that Barstool Sports is uh, giving a free shirt to every single fan that says Goodell's a clown? Yeah, I saw that. They got the, they got the clown shirts going, all 67,000 strong. Yeah. For, uh, for all the Game of Thrones viewers out there, I, uh, I picture – Roger Goodell leaving the stadium, something along the lines of uh, the walk of shame Cersei had to do. Okay. Back yeah. to the uh, Red Keep. So uh, just just a little insider insider track right there for the uh, Game of Thrones. Is, uh, is Brady going to show up on an ice dragon and uh, pretend that Roger Goodell is the wall? No, actually, I would think that uh, Brady's probably actually a little Jon Snow action. You know, he was. We thought he was dead. He was suspended last year. Comes back and fucking wins it all. Okay. Incredible analogy you fell into right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's uh, Game of Thrones and the Patriots all wrapped into one. Don't love this line, personally. It's at nine. Don't, I don't have a feel either way. Opening night of the NFL season, though, got to play something. Ugh, I hate to do it because I know the public's going to be all over it. But give me the champs at home, minus nine. I think they'll be energized. Get off to a hot – hopefully they'll get off to a hot start. Take the first half Patriots money line – or uh, Patriots line. And then maybe you can get a little fade action at halftime with the Chiefs to make a little comeback. Uh, Collier, where are you at on this one? Yeah, I'll take Chiefs plus nine every day. I really haven't kept up with free agent signings for the Chiefs. 
But, uh, I mean, come on. The guys made the playoffs last year. They're a pretty damn good team. Alex Smith's going to throw some solid screens. They've got uh, Tyreek Hill running for uh, pretty much days. Uh, just give me the uh, Chiefs plus not. Okay. Running for days. Running from uh, marital commitment. Throwing girlfriends yep. downstairs that have babies inside of them. Uh, Boomer, who you got? <laughs> I didn't realize that running seven-yard button routes was running for days. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a kickoff return. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, all those knees. I hear you. Well, I'm uh, I'm going with the Chiefs also right here, only because Alabama covered this weekend. And uh, usually when that happens, I lean on the side of the Patriots not covering just because, you know, <laughs> God, God was a human being at one point, and uh, he's not going to allow that to happen every single yeah, we got to check that out. Uh, that's you know we got Bet Labs coming up here in a minute. That's something we need to check in with them on. Uh, uh, what's the percentage of Alabama and the Patriots cover on the same weekend? Yeah, so you know the Chiefs played them pretty tight at the beginning of last year. Usually the opening kickoff game to the NFL season is relatively close. Um, it is the Patriots. I hate picking against them. I lost some money last year doing it, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take nine points whenever I can in this spot with a playoff team. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the champs. Not going to be much action on this for me. Just a little something to get, uh, you know, get back in the spirit of things tomorrow or tonight. I'm sorry, uh, Patriots, Chiefs. So uh, excited to watch that. Next scheduled NFL game for us. We're headed up to Nashville, Tennessee. We got the Raiders. The Raiders are two point road dogs. In Nashville against the Tennessee Titans, uh, Mariota versus Carr, good young quarterback matchup. A lot of folks are really big on both of these teams heading into the season. Collier, who you like? Oh, yeah. Yeah, by the way, I cannot wait for the Raiders to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Can't wait. My can, favorite team. Already bought it. Cannot, cannot imagine the amount of degenerates at the games, you know, NFL game day in Vegas. Are you freaking kidding me? Yep. I've already adopted. Hey, and also uh, – uh, it's a uh, red zone fantasy day, dude. Welcome back to the red zone. And then also, uh, in my four fantasy teams, I just want to uh, say RIP to every opponent I'm facing this year. All right, <laughs> we'll keep you updated on that. Yep. Can you please uh, can you please run through all your fantasy team starters for uh, for yep. everyone? I'm sure everybody's very intrigued. I'm gonna put up my blog. Okay, good deal. Just over, want to make sure no stone left unturned right there. Over under three and a half teams that you have Aaron Rodgers on. Uh, under, but wow. uh, blog name is uh, slappinghose.com. So <laughs> check it out. Probably don't check that out. I don't know what that is, but I'm pretty sure it's not your blog. <laughs> Great quality stuff on there, boys. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Titans minus two because their name is the Titans, which means they're bigger than normal people, and uh, it just means that they're probably gonna cover this spread. So give it to me. All right, so uh, that's that's some deep fried bets analysis right there. Um, you don't get that anywhere else. They're bigger than normal people, so therefore they're going to cover. Derrick Henry is bigger than normal people. Uh, Told you. Told you. He's he's going to play a little bit more of a role this year. Uh, don't love this game. Love the Raiders headed into the year. Um, actually had some money as a future on them in the Super Bowl, but I think the, the Titans get this one. I'm with you, Kari. I think they win this one by a field goal, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more. Uh, some value in week one. The public's going to be on the Raiders uh, all year. But I think definitely in this spot. 
Anytime they're an underdog, they're going to take it. So, yeah, give me uh, give me the Titans at home. Get the field goal win. Boomer, who you got? Yeah, I wasn't really sure, but then I heard Collier talk about uh, <laughs> how Titans were going to be bigger. So, um, I guess I'll go to the Titans because uh, mm-hmm. they're going to be bigger. Because they're bigger people. They're, they're not just really But, but uh, <laughs> in all honesty, I absolutely <laughs> love the Titans. This is one of my favorite games of the weekend. They have kept their entire offensive line intact, which is what they built around the past uh, six years. Obviously, DeMarco Murray's coming back. I think that Derrick Henry's going to get a little more playing time. Marcus Mariota back healthy. They now actually have people for him to throw it to. From what I've seen, Corey Davis it has the potential to be a superstar in the league. Eric Decker's white, but, you know, I mean, he can catch the ball every now and then. I think that he can get a couple of first downs. Defense, rock steady. Obviously, the Raiders are going to be a fan favorite. The sports books in Las Vegas are pretty much at capacity taking bets on the Raiders right now. Uh, you know, it's hard going east for the first game of the uh, for the first game of the season. Titans. I would. I was thinking that the line would have opened up as three. It opened up at a pick. Some big money's come in on the Titans. It's now at one and a half. So that's what everybody will be betting on after they listen to the podcast. But, yeah, I absolutely love the Titans right here. Okay. All right. So we're all through on the Titans there. That's usually a good sign on the Deep Fried Bets podcast. So next up, let's uh, let's get to the Sunday night game. Zeke Elliott will play as of now. Um, we got the Giants and the Cowboys. The traditional Sunday night opener, and I'm kind of getting sick of it because I you – know, whatever. Um Cowboys minus four at home. Surprisingly, shockingly enough, they are not the the money line or the money favorites in Vegas right now. The Giants are actually getting like sixty percent and a little bit more of the action in this one. I think that might be a little bit of an overreaction. Last year, the Giants beat the Cowboys twice. Um, and I, I, here's my take on the Cowboys this year. I think they'll fade back a little bit. Well, they got twelve and four last year. That's not happening. Ten and six. I think ten and six is about where they'll be. Then you know, they'll still be pretty good. Young backfield, that offensive line still gonna be really good. Defense not great, but um, I don't know that the Giants' offense is super great. They're one of those they'll pick up some steam towards the end of the year, like the like the Cowboys. Believe it or not, here minus four Sunday night in Jerry World. Those doctors and lawyers are back, Boomer. Uh, but give me the Cowboys minus four. Who you rolling with, Collier? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the. Uh... The boys, too, minus four. Zeke is playing in this one. Obviously, they're not going to waste it. And uh, Giants are always a second-half team, so I look for them to tank the first half and then get hot in the second half and maybe make a little Super Bowl run. Oh, okay. Is that Boomer? Uh, you signed with the doctors and lawyers here? Hell no, hell no. I'm surprised that you all did. I love the Giants in this spot. I think that... The Cowboys definitely didn't get better from last year to this year. They probably got a little bit worse on the defensive side. I think Dak Prescott has probably been figured out. I see a little bit of an RG3 kind of thing happening to him. Not as bad because I don't think he's as durable as a pane glass window. But the Giants, on the other hand, have gotten better. They shored up the offensive line a bit. They obviously got Brandon Marshall, somebody else to throw it to. Defense was good last year. I think another year for them to cohesive, cohesiveness together going to be a lot better. They're spending a shit ton of money on that side of the ball. 
getting four. If the line was at two and a half, I would be a little bit more hesitant on this. But the fact that it's at four Sunday night, I'm, I definitely see a field goal game one way or the other here. Yeah, I think I'm probably try to buy that one down to three, but we'll see come Sunday. Uh, Monday night, two games, Vikings versus the Saints. Adrian Peterson going back to Minnesota for the first time. And then you've got the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Still really weird to see versus the Denver Broncos. Um, we're not doing both games. We're doing either or. Um, Boomer, what's your favorite Monday night football game? Uh, I'm, it's probably going to be a lot better game, the Vikings and the Saints. That's the one that I'm going to be tuned into. I'm not staying up to watch the Los Angeles Chargers and Phillip Rivers nah. end up being down by four with three minutes left driving to win the game. Always. That's just not something I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch. So, I mean, I might take that bet. If that's a prop bet, I can get yeah. around maybe plus 350. Shout but to always, always. On this, one, on this one, I am going with the Vikings. I think that uh, old Adrian Peterson has um, – Hey, now. He's run out. He's run out of steam. I think for the first time ever, the Minnesota Vikings are following the Patriots and creating value for the team. And – getting rid of an old asset that was just going to eat up funds. Um, Mike Zimmer, love him as a football coach. Some of the bitch run through a damn brick wall. Adrian Peterson is not going to have a good game. And I think that's what some of the public is kind of coming in on right here, yeah. assuming that he's going to have a, a very big game, hating the Vikings. I just don't see that happening. The Saints offensive line is one of the worst in football. Drew Brees is pretty old, and only knows how to do the dunk down passes now. Their defense—they have done nothing. Bro, he on throws that side. like five thousand yards every year. I'm not giving you a dunk down. Yeah, because he's got—he had Brandon Cooks, but he's no longer there, so he's not getting those five thousand yards. Maybe three thousand. We'll see. Sam Bradford, you know, I hate betting on Sam Bradford. What can I say about him? He is not that great of a quarterback, but you know. They they pick up Murray from the Raiders, I think, who is a very decent running back. Awesome defense. I I hate having to eat uh, the three points. The line started at four, though, so clearly there was something the line makers thought when they put this line up to pass over such a powerful number and end at three right now. So. We'll see. It could go down to two and a half. I'm going to wait until game time, but it's definitely not going to go up anymore. No. I'm with you. Love the Vikings on Monday night. That's definitely my favorite play. Vikings minus three. I'm not so – I think they'll do everything in their power to make sure Peterson gets a little love. And that actually could be bad for the game plan because I think that might – I mean, I honestly think that might be one of the key points of signing him. Hey, we play Minnesota week one. We're gonna make sure you do everything you can to get you know to get some numbers in that game to the detriment to the team though. I mean that that's really something that you can think about. Like you know if they really focused on that this off season, making sure that he's a big part of the game plan. That's really not who they are. The Adrian when he signed there, it blew me away because that's not they're not. A, I mean as someone who is a big Mark Ingram guy, you know have been since college. To watch him in that offense is so frustrating at times because they don't turn around and hand the ball off from under center very often and. 
that's who Adrian Peterson is. He does. He's not a shotgun running back, and I think they'll play a little bit different than they will. And Minnesota will be amped up. Don't be surprised if Peterson does put up decent numbers because generally, guys who uh, are spurned by a former team and they get to play him, they do all right against them. But this might be his only. Here's my thing. I don't. You know, I don't give fantasy advice. But if uh, if you got Adrian Peterson, thank this, God, thank God, you don't. Get <laughs> I'm just saying, if you got Adrian Peterson, this might be the week to start him, and then after that, I'd kind of fade him. Uh, but I love the Vikings here. I think that. Well, I will say that that was not one of your stronger points by coming in hot with the Saints GM draft or picked up Adrian Peterson because they play the Vikings. Week I'm one. not if, saying if that's he, If why, he was no, having no, that no, mindset, no, 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 that's not he why. should be the damn – he should be the – production assistant or assistant producer for keeping up with the Kardashians. Let me tell you, that that's not why he picked him up. That's not what I said. What I said was Peterson, that was probably a selling point for them to Adrian Peterson. Hey, we play the Vikings week one. Come stick it to him. That's not why they picked him up. That's just the extra motivation they had to give him to sign there for cheaper than he might have signed elsewhere. Hell no, I don't think any GM in the league is stupid enough to say, hey, we play your former team this year, come play for us. No, I'm saying that's a point they use to Peterson to get him to come there for cheaper than he might have. Uh, either way, I think they, they shy away from what they try to do normally to make sure that Peterson gets a little bit of action. And uh, I'm taking the Vikings minus three car. Who's your favorite Monday night game? Yeah, I'm actually going to go with that game too and uh, drop a little uh, knowledge on y'all boys. I was with AP the other day, and he said – Absolutely, the reason he signed with the Saints was because they were playing the Vikings in the first week of the season. And, you know, you can't beat a little uh, Nolan Bourbon Street action. He started his own club down there, and I feel like he's going to take the Saints out there. They're going to beat the Vikings with a stick, uh, plus 3.5. Oh, so you're oh was that a reference to his child, to his child uh, disciplinary uh, action right there? No, we have uh, no clue what you're talking about. So he said he's going to take a stick to the uh, to the Vikings. Yeah. All right, cool. It, I just it, wanted to see if that was another analogy that you're coming it, up. Look, with. we like to have it, we like to have pun it, around here, Boomer. All right. It could be a switch. I don't know. <laughs> we, like, we like to have pun around here. All right. So that's uh, that's our scheduled games this week. Uh, week one NFL, week two college football season. But coming up next. We've got our sweet interview with uh, Bet Lab Sports. Travis from Bet Lab Sports has got some awesome information. And then we'll get to our vault and we'll get to our stone cold. But, you know, ever since I've started this podcast, people are always asking for advice. You know, they're coming up to us on the street, me, Boomer, CG Nasty. You know, they're always asking, who you got this weekend? You taking the, the Patriots? Are you taking the Chiefs on Thursday night? What about college game? Who you got Saturday night? And I always tell them, you know, who you bet on is – is important, but where you bet is just as important. And uh, that's why I always tell people to go to myboogie.ag. You know, I've been using them for years. The best in the business. The rep is rock solid. 100% cash bonus off the bat, making money for just depositing money. That's all you got to do. And the fastest payouts, two business days, and you get your money back. You don't find that online gambling very often. That's awesome. Um, you know, you go to their website, myboogie.ag, and you enter the promo code all cap deep fried. And they're giving you a 100% match bonus. You put in $250. I've told you this before. You get $250 in free play in your account right then, right there. All you got to do is put all caps, deep fried. Go to check them out, myboogie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. It's as easy as that. Uh, go check them out and tell them Deep Fried Bet sent you. So like I said, we got an awesome interview coming up. 
with Bet Lab Sports, they have some awesome tools for like to analytically look at every games you want to play. They do systems. They give you the tools to make your system even better. Uh, like I said, interview Bet Lab Sports. Travis coming up. We'll check that out now. All right, folks, we'd like to welcome Travis Reed to the Deep Fried Bets podcast. Travis comes to us from uh, Bet Labs Sports. Uh, you can find them at betlabssports.com. Uh, do a lot of awesome system plays and um, you know, kind of looking at gambling from a more analytical standpoint. You can also find them on Twitter at bet underscore labs. Um, again, Travis, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good, Blake. Wonderful. Well, you know, we got the NFL finally kicking off tonight. Uh, Thursday night game, Patriots versus the Chiefs. Uh, should be an exciting one up in Foxborough. Uh, gonna, you know, gonna be excited to see how the commissioner interacts with those uh, the fans up in Boston. But before you know, we get to that game, tell us a little bit more about Bet Lab Sports. Um, you know, before we get the NFL season rolling, we want to hear a little bit more about what you got to offer. Sure. Um, so, like you said, we're we're really analytical. We're basing all of our our plays and everything based on historical data. So we have a database that goes back to uh, 2003 for the NFL, 2005 for most other sports. Oh wow! Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we can quickly see uh, all sorts of different scenarios, and all of our members can do the same thing. They can quickly kind of slice and dice the data without having to do any computer programming or anything like that. So. Um, you know, we can build these systems, back test them 10 years, see how they would have done against the clothing line at Pinnacle. And then, uh, obviously, um, what the system's really good about is letting you know of any current games that fit that same system that you just built. So if you uh, find a really good angle or a really good system, um, you know, we can immediately let you know that there's a play that fits that. Okay. So that's awesome. So, you know, it's kind of like if, if if I had something in mind, you know, I would come – and you know you provide all the analytical data and that kind of thing, and it provide it's going to provide me for the best game for my system. Right, exactly. So uh, say um, like you're just doing some research or something like that on the NFL. You want to know, okay, how do dogs do in Week One when they're playing a divisional game on the road? Uh, you can you know quickly push a couple buttons, find that exact scenario, see how that's done. If that's been really profitable, say it's been you know fifty-seven percent against the spread. Um, you know, it'll just show you. Okay, here's all the current games for Week One that fit your system. Okay, um, that's kind of a base. That's a kind of a basic example, but uh, you know, you can add on stats, coaches, quarterbacks, all sorts of um, you know different information that we've been collecting over the years, and just uh, make your uh, system as simple or as complex as you feel like it. Okay, so how did you get started? Uh, well, we uh, <laughs> we were archiving data, and we weren't really doing anything with it. I was just kind of sitting there um, just uh, in a huge table database. And uh, it was amazing the stuff that we could do just working at the company, just kind of messing around with it. I was like, well, we should just sell this as a product because I would spend more time at work like just doing that, just messing around with the data, trying to find interesting things. Um, so we put it into a nice uh, user interface so other people do it too. And uh, we've been doing it for about uh, three or four years now uh, that okay. we've been selling it. So. Uh, as a membership so people can, you know, use it themselves too. So, yeah, it just kind of started. We were just archiving all this data from sports betting websites and things, so we had it. So we might as well put it to good use. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that sounds like a wonderful tool. So I assume NFL is your most popular, and correct me if I'm wrong, but um, what are what are some of the other sports you offer? 
Uh, yeah, NFL is definitely the most popular, uh, probably followed right by college football. It's kind of hard to tell because everybody comes at the same time to right. sign up. So, um, but yeah, football is definitely our, our most popular. We offer uh, baseball, uh, NBA, and college basketball, hockey. Uh, we actually started offering CFL uh, this past year, and we're actually working on um, uh, English Premier League. Uh, that's currently in beta for our members right now. Oh, nice. But uh, hopefully that that'll be out as well too. So that'll be interesting to look at some soccer angles and stuff that we haven't been able to do before. Yeah, we're uh, trying to get into soccer a little bit more ourselves, and you know, just kind of have that market cornered for when you first wake up on Sunday morning, Saturday morning, have a little something to some action to get in on. So yeah, of course. We talked a little bit. You know, you said NFL is obviously the most popular. Uh, what are you know, what are some of the main systems that, that guys go to on your site? You know, what's some of the more popular plays and the more profitable systems? Yeah, so we do have what we call our pro systems. Uh, so that's if you do sign up, you don't have to go in there and start creating everything on your own. Okay. Uh, we do realize that's kind of a, uh, um, I don't know, a hindrance for some people. They just kind of want to go see what we've already built. So we do have that there. Um, a couple of those that we have, um, and I'll, I'll – give you some examples for that uh for week one uh jacksonville jaguars plus five and a half uh they said our road dog low total after a bad season system and uh it's 56 percent against the spread all time and that's over 700 games so uh usually it's kind of yeah usually it's kind of tough for us to find a a really big example with nfl but for this one um yeah it's pretty easy to get like i said 700 games though uh, the title of the system kind of gives it away, but obviously looking at those uh, road dog low totals obviously mean that that's a better shot for the dog to kind of stay within the game, not expecting a high-scoring offense on the other side or anything like that. So um, I think NFL is one of the um, few sports where you can take advantage of perception. So if you have a really bad team like the Jaguars, um, you know, you can take advantage of that on, on betting the line against them or with them. Okay, so I saw you had some some play out on the uh, the Pittsburgh Cincinnati or the Pittsburgh uh, Cleveland game. I'm sure you know that's a heavily public backed Steelers team right there. What's what are some of the the values that the Browns are offering in that game? Yeah, so like I said, we're we're taking a lot of bad teams, especially early on in the season, because uh, we're mostly just going off perception because that's all really anybody has right now. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we can use preseason and stuff like that, but it's it's mostly just going off of, okay, the Steelers were good last year, the Browns were bad last year. Uh, this system's called a week one non-playoff versus playoff, um, and it focuses on divisional dogs, which um, there's, there's a big, uh, dis, uh, big difference between home field advantage and just all games and versus divisional games. Okay. So whenever a, uh, whenever a team has a divisional game, they obviously have more of a shot. A lot of people already assume that, and that's baked into the line and everything, but uh, whenever you actually – do the research on it, you can see it makes a big difference. And that's why I know a lot of people will avoid divisional games for uh, like survivor pools and things like that. And with good reason, because there seems to be a little bit more upset um, with those divisional games. But yeah, it's mostly just looking at uh, teams that didn't make the playoffs last year against teams that did. Like I said, when you uh, break it down to divisional games, that's uh, 24 and seven against the spread in that situation. So that's what we got uh, pointing to the Browns this week. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's uh not not all the numbers in the world, but still pretty hard to beat 24 and 7, anything against the spread. So, I yeah. mean, you know, we've been talking a little bit about NFL. Um, college football is also back. Uh, had a, a good week one. 
successful or you know fun to watch that kind of thing you know good a lot of good week two matchups coming up what are some of the college system plays that you uh that you like this weekend yeah there's a there's quite a bit um we actually like some money line plays um a lot of times there will be some you know some decent spread action of course we have plenty of that as well and a lot of people take over under sometimes people kind of forget about those money line plays but Mm -hmm. um you know, still an option, but uh, one of them that we have is Wake Forest minus 105. Uh, that's another one where, uh, similar to divisional dogs in um, in uh, in NFL, you look at uh, some conference plays and teams that are familiar with each other. But uh, yeah, Wake Forest on the money line against Boston College is a small visiting dog. That's one of our pro systems. Um, another one we have is uh, South Carolina uh, versus Missouri. Uh, same thing, same system there with that small visiting dog. So. A couple of money line plays, not just to uh, cover on the spread, but actually to uh, go on the road and get the upset. Okay. I got you. So what is, you know, probably not necessarily this week, but one of the more profitable things that you look for in college football games? Um, Well, it's mostly just waiting for those systems to populate, to be honest. Um, Once you kind of – so I'm not, like, going in and breaking down the numbers at this point for each game. Uh, I know you do have some people that do that with like modeling and things like that. Right. I'm mostly just, uh, it's kind of a, it's on autopilot at this point. Okay. So I just kind of go to my software. It'll show me what games have systems that fit. Uh, sometimes I'll take a look to see if there's anything weird going on. Like, okay, quarterback's out or something like that. Then I'll kind of throw it away. Um, but as long as, you know, there's no, nothing funny going on with some live movement or things like that. Pretty much, uh, I, I just go to my um, account, look at what plays are showing up for this week, and then um, go ahead and bet those. Okay. So is it more, you know, smaller games, like you kind of mentioned, the uh, Wake Forest and Boston College game, or, you know, I'm, I'm assuming you're not getting too much action on, like, Ohio State and Oklahoma games, that kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, it, it just kind of depends on the week, to be honest. I, I was looking up and down the board trying to find a really sexy game for this week. Uh, yeah, it just doesn't really exist. Just uh, looking at the plays that I have, so um, I guess Auburn and Clemson would probably be the closest. But yeah, there's I just don't have anything on uh, Oklahoma, Ohio State. So um, and that's kind of hard for uh, some recreational betters because they're watching that game on TV. They want to bet that game, right, and have but it's kind of a, a yeah, it's kind of a teaching moment where it's like, hey, you, you don't just bet every game. You try to find ones where you have a of a, um, you know, some good reason to bet it instead of just, hey, I'm watching it on TV, I'm cracking a few beers, I'm going to go ahead and, and throw a bet down. So yeah. so you said you had uh, the Clemson-Auburn game? You, one of the, uh, something popped up on that, you said? Yeah, we actually have a, a system called betting against the public, uh, which is pretty uh, uh, obvious what that is. But, uh, yeah, we one of the uh, factors that you can look at is the betting percentages that we're tracking from seven different sports books. So uh, in this case, we're looking for uh, anything less than 35%. Uh, there's a couple other filters in there as well, but uh, the main factor obviously being that there's a lot of people uh, that are going ahead and jumping on Clemson in the early betting percentages. So right now that would actually fit on Auburn plus five and a half. Uh, it actually popped up a little bit earlier in the week, so if you uh, that line's actually already come down a little bit. But, uh, yeah, that's one that uh, early betting percentages are showing that people are liking Clemson in that game. And we're just going to go ahead and take the opposite side. Yeah, love fading the public, especially, yeah. You know they're going to be back in the defending national champ for sure. Yeah, definitely. 
All right. Well, Travis, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, again, y'all go check him out um, at a Bet Labs. Uh, bet underscore labs on Twitter is betlabsports.com. Uh, some great information. Um, it sounds like some awesome system stuff. Like, you know, really breaking it down from the analytical side. You know, you don't have to go do the, all the, the spreadsheet stuff yourself. They're helping you get it done yourself or getting it done for you. And uh, really good information. Thanks again, Travis. All right. Thanks, Blake, for having me. Yeah. All right, folks. So, again, we want to thank Travis from Bet Lab Sports. That was good stuff. Y'all got to check them out. They got some really great tools and great insight, great advice uh, for upcoming NFL games, college football games. It's something that's a tool that I think everybody could use. So, we've got that. And I think everybody knows it's, it's the vault, man. It's what we do. We pick our five favorite games from the weekend, in case you don't know, uh, college or NFL. Hell, if you got you know, WNBA playoffs that you want to inform us about. We're more than welcome to hear about it, but, you know, we try to stick to NFL and college football, especially with the NFL back. You know, we really opened it up. So it's our five favorite games, and then we got our Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. Boomer, let's hear about your vault this weekend. Week two of the college football season, week one of the NFL season. Who are you rolling with? Well, I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start it out where I left off last weekend making all that money. I'm going to stick with uh, Western Michigan this week at plus seven against the Spartans up there. I, uh, I think they really showed something. They showed that uh, they can lose their quarterback and wide receiver and gain two stud running backs. Um, I think the game stays relatively close. Michigan State did not put anything in my head last week to make me think that they're going to mess this game up. I just have got a lot of confidence in the Broncos. Right. Next, going with uh, old Fresno State, eating, taking the 44 points against the University of Alabama, no-name team. I think uh, I did see that Alabama is 0-6 covering the spread the next week after covering, covering the spread against the top 10 ranked opponent i think that they're a little beat up even worse than i think they're uh they're terrible against the spread in week two since saban's been there usually focus all their energy on week one but sorry go ahead yeah no 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 please go ahead this is your ball right Mm -hmm. so i think uh i think they're a little banged up they're not going to be really trying to force the issue fresno state obviously is a very shitty football team i think all they have to do is score one touchdown maybe just a field goal to cover the 44 Saban's going to definitely pull the guys back. It was a brutal test last week with uh, with Florida State, obviously losing two major linebackers in that game. Doesn't want to have any other chances to lose any players. Next, going with the UTSA Roadrunners, my nice. favorite whenever I'm trying to make money, getting 16-and-a-half against Baylor. Yeah. Baylor surprised, uh, surprised the world last week and lost to uh, Liberty. Most of the time I would say that that's a major uh, – thing to stay away from the next week Roll because they're probably going to be pissed off. But uh, Baylor obviously doesn't have it in their system. Coach is terrible. I think the coach came from uh, somewhere in Midwest Canada Temple. to come down there and, and uh, coach for them. Same thing, yeah. So I'm taking, taking, taking the Roadrunners plus 16 and a half. Then give you a little bit of NFL action because that's where you make the money. Take the Arizona Cardinals plus two going up to Detroit. Matt Stafford just got paid. What do you think that he's going to do with that money? You think he's going to get there and work his ass off? No, he's going to go have fun with it. Carson Palmer's healthy at least for the first quarter. You got David Johnson. You got a high-powered offense. You got a strong defense. 
personally, my favorite to win the NFC West. Take the two points. Finally, I'm going with just a totally off-the-wall shaky bet that I think is going to turn into a lot of money, at least in the first half of the season until they get figured out. Going with the Iowa State Cyclones in the biggest rivalry this side of Iowa and uh, west of Iowa. Iowa State getting two and a half. I may be wrong on this one. Iowa usually loses me a lot of money, but got a good feeling Iowa State's got a high-powered offense this year. They're going to score a lot of points. We'll see if Iowa can stick with them. Shout-out to the Cyclones, uh, but major shout-out to the Hawkeyes, uh, too. Um, yeah, so you've got Western Michigan, plus seven. Fresno State, plus 44. Utah or UTSA, plus 16 in the hook. That's UT San Antonio. Uh, the Cardinals plus two, and then Iowa State Cyclones plus two and a half for your vaults. And that'll do it for yours, Boomer. Collier, who you got in your vault? Yeah, I'm going to take you down to the uh, home dog vault. That's where uh, we're busting out all the home dogs. Okay. Um, a little uh, side note, uh, if you've been keeping all your money in gold, you might want to go ahead and turn it in and uh, bet on the home dogs right here. Let's go ahead, and uh, it's uh, TCU at Arkansas. I'm going to be taking the home dog, Arkansas, plus 3.5. Okay. And then we're going down to North Carolina, to Northwestern at Duke. We're taking the home dog again, Duke plus three. And then uh, a little uh, double action in our vaults. It's uh, Iowa at Iowa State. Give me the home dog, Cyclones, plus 2.5. And that's all I got. Oh, it's only three. Yep, we don't need three <laughs> home dogs. It's the home dog. No relation yeah, to the dude, you got dog. It. No, 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 no. These are your homeboys, you know, just hanging out, home dogs, uh, just chilling. You know, you only really need three really good home dogs. If you get any more than that, it's a little bit crowding there. So, you know what? Just cut it at three. So, Collier's taking the fact that 3-0 and o beats 3-2. and two. I like it. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Arkansas plus three in the hook, Duke plus three, Iowa State plus two and a half. Collier's vault. I'm uh, getting a little dirty with it, too. Boomer, you hit on this. Uh, UT San Antonio, the Roadrunners, taking on Baylor. Lost to Liberty. Might be a little bit of an overreaction, but the line really hasn't moved that much. Um, UTSA, they're not terrible. Baylor might be. Uh, Baylor lost a ton of dudes. Terrible recruiting class. Didn't get anybody in in time. Rule might get that thing going at some point, but it ain't going to be this year. Uh, give me the Roadrunners plus 16 in the hook at home or on the road at Baylor. Next up, we're sticking in the college football landscape. Uh, we're going to go up northwest, northwest, and we're going to take the Boise Broncos. They play Washington State. Actually beat Washington State last year. People forgot that. The Cougars started off 0-2. Boise's getting 10.5 this year. Harkin or Harson, whatever his name is, he'll have those guys ready to play. They'll keep it within a touchdown. Might win the game outright, but I'm going to take 10.5. Next up, a little Friday night light for you. Memphis, Central Florida, over 68. I love that. Neither one of those teams, very good on defense. Both of them put up a lot of points. Memphis put up like 45 in the pouring down rain last week. Uh, Central Florida looked pretty good against Florida Atlantic or Florida International. On Thursday night. So, give me the over of 68 in that game. We're going to switch back to the NFL. 
And uh, it was gross, gross, gross. But I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday against the Houston Texans. They're getting six. Uh, they'll lose probably only by a field goal or so. Houston will take a little while. People forget how bad Houston was last year. I mean, they started Oscar. They just had a hurricane. Right? And that affects your football playing how? You can't bet against a hurricane team. I'm not saying they're going to lose. They can People still, don't take that. They, they take can the still bet. win. Uh, give me the Jacks plus six, and finally another home dog Collier as you uh, get on. But this is the NFL though. The Chicago Bears getting seven at home against the twenty-eight to three Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Atlanta twenty-eight to three years. Um, yeah, Falcons Super Bowl hangover. Welcome. Get familiar with it because it's not going to be pretty. Uh, Bears, keep it within three. Give me the Chicago Bears. The Bears at home plus seven. At to finish out my vault. So again, UTSA plus sixteen and a half. Boise plus ten point five. Memphis UCF over sixty eight. Jaguars plus six and the Bears plus seven. Cue it up. Bring it in. Let's fire down some cold beers this time. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, lock of the week. I know this is Collier's favorite thing. Collier. Yep. Who you got? Woo! All right, man. I just want to start out by saying shout out to the Stone Cold 316, the real beer crusher himself. We were hanging out this Monday watching that Tennessee GT game, you know, crushing beers. He had drank maybe half the beers that I drank. Shout out. I'm a huge drinker. I drink beer more than Stone Cold. And he was like, you know what's hot right now? And I was like, yeah, I know what's hot. The orange. And I'm going to go ahead and take Syracuse versus Middle Tennessee State. I'm taking the Q's minus 9.5. little side note here for everybody listening out there. Shout outs. Uh, former head coach of the Syracuse Spot and Orange is now the defense coordinator for Middle Tennessee State. So I look for those boys to crush his hopes and dreams. Okay. All right. So Syracuse minus nine in the hook against Middle Tennessee State on mm-hmm. Saturday. Boomer, who is your Stone Cold Steve Austin like of the week? Man, I had two this week, but I'm only giving out one. And I don't want to go ahead and move the line on the other one. I want to make sure I make money on that one. Okay. So the one I am giving out is Oh man. This is uh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna give out two lane green wave, getting thirteen up at the Naval Academy this weekend. I uh, two uh, two option offensive. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I think that uh, Georgia Southern's old football coach over at Tulane's got that thing running running well, running right, and. Uh, you know, he, he he built up Georgia Southern's program in three years. I think he can get Tulane uh, on that same path. So, give me the 13 in this one. All right. So, that's the Stone Cold Steve Austin locks of the week for Boomer and for Collier. But I got the real lock of the week. Boys, I'm surprised I hadn't got brought up. You had uh, five opportunities in your vault or three in Collier's case. And then you each had a Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. And not once has this game been mentioned. And I don't know what the hell's wrong with you because it's it's pretty – I mean, there's lots of money to be made right here. It's sexy. Pittsburgh Panthers plus 21 against Penn State 
talk about uh, just overreaction, man. Penn State, great football team. Not 21 points better than Pitt. Uh, Pitt beat Penn State last year. Beat them. Outright beat them. Won. Penn State ended up going on to win the Big Ten. A lot of folks thought they might have had a legit playoff case, but did lose to Pitt outright. Uh, so Pitt's getting 21. They're going to keep it within the 21. Uh, big overreaction from last week in this game. Um, I, I mean, call me crazy. Didn't Pitt lose to Youngtown State? Um, maybe in 1943. I'm not sure. Of that. Uh, I believe it was last week, actually, they lost that game. Uh, look ahead, City. They were uh, they were looking ahead to Penn State to covering at Penn State. So uh, give me the Panthers plus twenty one in this one. Um, that was our Stone Cold Steve Austin locks of the week. We had some great guests as always. CG Nasty is quite it's great mm-hmm. to have you back. Yeah. Um, what are you going to send the fine folks into the weekend with? Hey me? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, always. Uh... Big fan of everybody staying safe, you know, slap a little ass out there, and uh, hope y'all win some money. All right. That's uh, that's good, Boomer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want everybody, you know, don't don't be afraid to get too excited and uh, go ahead and explode your coin purse this weekend. But, yeah, let's do it. Uh, one correction, Youngstown State took it into overtime but did fall against Pittsburgh. Uh, but, again, look ahead, City, and Pittsburgh – Going to be taking that home. Penn State, y'all stay safe out there as Collier alluded yeah. to. Like, like I said, the last time Youngstown State beat Pittsburgh was in uh, 1943. Okay, fair enough, Boomer. <laughs> uh, yeah, y'all enjoy the college football. Enjoy the NFL tonight. Um, great matchup. I'm excited. It's the best time of the year. Both sports are back live. We're back giving out winners. And we'll catch you next week. Until then, my friends.